This is Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Let's get into it. All right, guys, if you were listening to this on time, I would like to wish you, probably for the hundredth time today, a very, very Merry Christmas. Happy birthday, Jesus. We're so excited about that. But this is our last podcast show of the year. And I told you the last two podcasts of the year were going to be the best books I read in 2019 and the best podcasts of 2019. But we got an extra one in there. We got episode 110 in there because Christianity Today decided they wanted to go full idiot. And so if uh, you missed that, one go back to episode 110 you can hear me rant and yell for 35 minutes so that'll be a lot of fun but today's episode i'm so excited for today's episode because here's the thing guys i'm way more excited about podcasts than i am about books and the biggest reason is is because i feel like i in a in a week i can listen to between 40 and 50 episodes with kind of how much i drive and how much I, i work out and do different things like that but it takes me forever to finish a book. Some of you guys are really, really fast readers. That's just not who I am. And so it's a little bit more difficult for me to take down that much content. But with podcasts, I feel like I can take down an unbelievable amount of podcasts or take in an unbelievable amount of content that is. But at the end of the year, I kind of get to sit down and I get to think back on the podcasts that I've listened to, some of the things that I've learned, and I can kind of evaluate, well, here's some podcasts that I picked up this year, you know, some new shows. Here were some shows that I kind of left alone. Here were some things that I, you know, maybe I unsubscribed to, or maybe I just picked up a few here or there. But then this year, the thing that I did differently than the episode I did last year from my best podcast of 2018, I actually got to do that with Undaunted Life, a man's podcast as well. Think back on the year and think, you know, what did people really like? What what were some of the things that they didn't like? What were some of the areas that they really wanted me to focus on? That kind of thing. So you guys, I'm always thinking about you guys and the things that you want to see so that 2020 is a fruitful year for you as well. So today's award show, I'm going to be handing out some awards, some very coveted awards, by the way. I mean, I don't know what these Golden Globes or these Oscars are or the Grammys. This is the award show that you want to be listening to here at the end of the year, okay? I'm going to do awards for Undaunted Life of Man's podcast. And then I'm going to do awards for all the other shows. And so what we're going to be going over, if you stick with us for Undaunted Life of Man's podcast, we're going to do the most popular episode of the year, the hardest episode to prepare, the best listener suggested episode, the most talked about episode, and my personal favorite episode of 2019. Now with the other shows, we're going to do a few more categories, but it's most entertaining podcast show, most thought provoking podcast show most important podcast show, best short form podcast show, best long form podcast show, best podcast show overall, and best individual podcast episode of 2019. But before we get into the uh, awards for Undaunted Life, a man's podcast, some of you guys are wondering, and maybe you heard whenever I said I listen to about 40 or 50 podcasts a week, you're like, wait, what? How in the world do you do that? That's crazy. And if you guys haven't heard me talk about it before, here are the reasons, or not the reasons, but here are the ways that I kind of get in more podcast content every year. The first is I listen on two times speed. And some of you are like, how is that even possible? Didn't even know that was the setting on my phone. But almost everywhere you're listening to this right now, whether you're on Spotify or Google Play or Apple Podcasts or whatever, you can bump it up to two times speed. Some, some even, you can go even faster than that. But the overwhelming majority of people that talk, they talk very deliberately. They talk very slowly. They talk like this. They're trying to make their point. They're trying to gather their thoughts. And so if someone bumps it up to two times speed and they go a little bit faster and they talk a little bit faster and they're talking about this or talking about that, you can still pick up on it. Your brain can absolutely keep up with that information. And some people are like, oh, well, I'm going to try one and a half first. Here's the thing. Just go to two times speed and just say, that's my new speed and just go for it. I promise you, your brain will learn to listen at that speed. Because here's the thing, guys, is you're afraid that if you miss a sentence or two, that you're going to miss the entirety of the, the point of whatever that podcast was. But most of you don't do the same things with books. I mean, if you think about a book that you read and maybe one of the books that you read with me this year, 
You're not thinking about every single word and every single sentence and every single paragraph, every single page. You're not, you're not thinking that way. You're thinking about the macro categorical things that you learned or philosophical things that you learned inside of that episode or inside of that book, right? Do the same thing with podcasts. You're not needing to hear every single word, exactly how it was supposed to be spoken and all those different things. Just don't worry about it. Just get the content that you need. Your brain will help you out. The other way that you can help uh, get more podcasts down is don't listen to crappy podcasts, right? which hopefully you never put us in that category. But here's the thing is there's a lot of people that are just like, well, you know, I don't really like this podcast, but I guess I'll stay subscribed to it. But the thing about it is, is if you're not looking forward to the podcast, you'll probably avoid it. If you're not looking forward to the content, don't take in the content. You know what I mean? Seems like a pretty simple suggestion because it is. And the last thing is do it every chance you can. Listen to podcasts every chance you can, because here's the thing. Think about the times when you normally have downtime. So almost everybody listens to podcasts on their commute, right? Whether you walk to work or bike to work or drive to work or something like that, you listen on your commute. But I would also say, listen while you're working out. So people are like, I don't know, I got to listen to pump up music or something like that. Well, maybe that's true, but you're not pumped up the entire time, right? You don't need to have that exact song on repeat for the entire hour you're working out or something like that, but do it while you're working out. Here's some other things. If you're walking your dog, throw in your headphones. One thing that I like to do on Sundays, whenever I'm prepping my food for the week, you know, if my wife's not there or she's working or something like that, I'll have my headphones in. And so you're sitting there, you know, preparing the meat or cutting up vegetables or doing whatever it is that you do for meal prep. That may be two hours worth of podcast, right? If it takes you an hour to prep the meals and you're listening on two times speed, you just knocked out two hours worth of podcast. Some of you guys, oh, you know, I'd listen to Jocko Willink or I'd listen to Joe Rogan or I'd listen to, you know, hardcore history. I'd listen to those, but they're just so long. Two times speed, cut everything in half. It's great. So those are a couple of quick things for you. Uh, but before we get into the actual awards, I want to kind of kind of go through some of the podcasts this year that I'm not subscribed to, but that I still listen to here and there. And guys, with with all this, I want your feedback. I want to know, what are you listening to? Okay. Email me info at undaunted.life info at undaunted.life. Just let me know what you're into. Is there a podcast out there that I'm not listening to that I need to be, but make sure you listen to the whole episode so you can see whatever I'm doing. But here's some that I've listened to before, maybe picked up an episode here or there that might be of interest to you, but uh, one is sword and scale. Uh, That's kind of a true crime uh, podcast. They've gotten a new host and she's awful. And so, but some of the older episodes are nice. Uh, Tim Keller sermons, uh, there's labeled the stories, rumors, and legends of tooth and nail records. So if you grew up with tooth and nail records, that's an interesting one for you. Reasonable faith with William Lane Craig. So that's a little bit more apologetics building a story brand with Donald Miller. That's marketing. And, uh, that's also very similar to a book that I suggested on the best books of the year. So, uh, make sure you pick that one up or listen to that one. If you're into marketing and business and that kind of stuff, the art of manliness, that's one that I've, uh, officially just unsubscribed to. They put out a lot lot of, uh, a lot of episodes the the host isn't exactly that enthralling. He's not, he's not maybe the greatest host in the world and maybe about 50% of them are interesting to me. So I just kind of left that where I'm not subscribed, but I can still kind of go in and pick here or there. I get my MLB fix, my baseball fix with the ringer MLB show. There's a local uh, guy here named Terry Fakes. That's F-E-I-X with Crossings Community Church. He's got a really cool one uh, that you can pick up. But these last two, I want to kind of explain why I've kind of unsubscribed from them. But it's the Stephen Mansfield podcast and the Great Man podcast, which is also hosted by Stephen Mansfield. There's a couple of reasons why I've unsubscribed from these and that I pretty much don't listen to them anymore. Um, Number one is these are short podcasts, you know, between 10 and 20 minutes long. But every single episode, I feel like if it's a 20 minute long episode, I feel like at the 10 minute mark, it's like, 
uh, okay, man, I, I got it. <laughs> like, I got the point. It's like, it's an incredible thing that he's able to do where he can beat a dead horse even in a short podcast. So it's like he introduces the topic, he kind of gives you his input, and then he just kind of keeps giving you examples and input. And so I, I thought that was kind of weird. So even though those are short podcasts, you know, you can cut it in half with a two minute pod or two time speed or whatever. I just didn't think, you know, that they were that interesting to keep listening to, even though I've gotten a lot of value out of those podcasts. The other thing's a little bit more personal. Uh, Stephen Mansfield is a guy that I've reached out to that he and I have talked offline and done done things like that. Uh, but I, I corrected him uh, last year. He, he keeps trumpeting out that, that uh, quotation about how one in five uh, gir- uh, women that go to college are sexually assaulted, right? Raped or something like that. One in five. And that, that particular statistic has been debunked so unbelievably, right? It's because again, just think about it for those of you out there that have teenage daughters or daughters that are in college. If there was a one in five chance that she was going to get raped, are you sending her to school? Like, are you just going to write, you know, pay for the tuition and just hope for the best, right? Like that, that, that couldn't possibly be true. And when you get into the data, it's not even close to being true. Well, I pointed that out to him. I said, Hey, just, you know, out of love or whatever you guys say when you're talking to another guy, I'm like, Hey, just wanted to kind of let you know that you keep saying the stat and you've said it in, in speeches before. And the stat that you're quoting is absolutely incorrect. Um, and if you keep propagating that stat, there's other people that are going to believe that that's the truth. And I know you're a guy that's, you know, big on the truth. So, you know, Hey, just wanted to kind of let you know, he pushed back on me a little bit, which is completely fine. And I really appreciate that. And then I, you know, kind of brought the hammer, which is the actual data, right? Like here's the data. There's only one way to read it because it just kind of is what it is. Like the, the best case scenario is sitting right here in front of you. And it couldn't have been maybe a month or two later, he said that exact same statistic on the podcast. And so it's like, okay, you know, this guy, I don't know if he just didn't believe the FBI statistics or what the situation might be, but that just always kind of rubbed me the wrong way to where it's just like, man, I've told you guys before, if I'm wrong about something, I want to know it. Like I absolutely want to know it. So that kind of struck me the wrong way, but I still get value out of the content that he puts out there. So I'm not saying don't listen to it, but you know, that just, again, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But I want to go ahead and kind of give you guys my current lineup of podcasts. And these are my don't miss podcasts. These are every week, whether they post one episode a year or, you know, five episodes a week or whatever the thing is, these are the episodes that I don't, or the shows that I definitely don't miss. And I'll just do it in order of how they are on my phone. The Briefing with Albert Moeller, Unbelievable with Justin Brierley. RZIM, Just Thinking Podcast. That's the Ravi Zacharias International Ministries Podcast. The Village Church Sermons. That's the, the Matt Chandler stuff. I only listen to Matt Chandler sermons there. The Jordan B. Peterson Podcast. You're Welcome with Chel Sonnen. That's an MMA podcast. Ariel Hawani's MMA Show. The Joe Rogan Experience. Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. Jocko Podcast. The Ben Shapiro Show. The Rubin Report. That's Dave Rubin. Louder with Crowder. Well, that that's one that I catch here or there. You know, he's kind of hit or miss for me. Uh, the Way I Heard It with Mike Rowe. That's the Dirty Jobs guy. Apologia Radio. That's with Jeff Durbin. And Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. So those are my can't miss ones, right? So I'll pick up an episode here or there. You guys will suggest an episode. I'll pick that up. But those are the ones that I normally listen to. A lot of guys ask me, what are your podcasts? Those are my go-tos. Now, woo. 11 and a half minutes in. Here we are. We're ready for awards time. So let's go ahead and launch in to the awards for Undaunted Life, A Man's Podcast. The first award we're handing out is for the most popular episode of 2019. And so we go, obviously, by who has listened to this podcast more than other ones. And that was episode 100. So we hit the century mark and I gave you guys something special. The very first ever interview on Undaunted Life, A Man's Podcast was with my good buddy, Eddie Penny. So if you have not listened to that episode, right, or any of the episodes I'm about to talk about, you got to go back and listen to it. But this one, especially this one has struck a chord with you guys. 
because this is a guy who was in dev group. Uh, that is, he was a Navy SEAL, SEAL Team 6, whatever you want to call it. But this is a guy that's got a, a, a tremendous amount of spiritual depth to him as well. There were some things that he revealed to me on the podcast that I wasn't even really aware of that, that involved me personally. Um, it was a great podcast to prepare and get out there for you. And then you guys have just absolutely loved it. And I think that one was like two hours long. So I, I, I asked him, I was like, hey, can you give me 45 minutes to an hour? He's like, yeah, absolutely. And then we just kept going and going and going. And the responses I've gotten on that episode have been absolutely incredible. So that is the most popular episode of 2019. The next award is for the hardest episode to prepare of 2019. And so this is actually a two-parter and I, it was one podcast that I broke into two parts, but it was episodes 60 and 61. So it was toxic masculinity, part one, a history, and then toxic masculinity, part two, a future. Okay. So the reason why this was the hardest episode to prepare for is because before I even recorded episode one of this, right? I knew I had to do something about toxic masculinity, had to do something because I'm asked about it constantly. It's constantly brought up in the circles that I'm in. It's brought up in kind of, you know, the media that I follow this idea of toxic masculinity. How is masculinity so toxic? It's brought up in the church, it's brought up everywhere. And the thing was, is I had to do this subject justice. And to be honest with you, I kept putting it off because there's not really a good time of year to talk about toxic masculinity because it just comes up, right? Someone posts a tweet, it's like, oh, that's toxic. Or some guy like, you know, look down his uh, secretary shirt or something like that. And then it's, oh, hashtag me too. Like there's all these situations that happen. There's not a great time to talk about it. But those were the hardest to prepare for because I wanted to bring it for you guys. I absolutely wanted to bring it for you guys. And for the most part, from the feedback that I've received, I was able to do that for you because a lot of you didn't know where toxic masculinity even came from. Some of you have never even heard of the phrase toxic masculinity. You don't really put any thought as to how that affects you, how that affects your boys, how that affects the people in your church, how it affects the people that are in your sphere of influence, what the future of that looks like. And so that was very difficult because I, I felt a lot of pressure putting that one together because, you know, like with the, you know, episode 110, whenever Christianity Today was attacking Trump, that was easy. I just kind of put together a quick little outline and I just, boom, just went in the studio and just, you know, ransacked the microphone. But this one, I, I put a lot of time, a lot of whiteboard time, a lot of research time in that. So that was easily the hardest episode or episodes to prepare of 2019. Next award here, the most offensive episode of 2019. And guys, if you just go back to the beginning of January of this year through this, through the end, and you just look at the titles, this would be the one that you would not think would be offensive, right? And here's the funny thing is I obviously understand my personality. It's very forward. It's very forthright. I sometimes rub people the wrong way. I have to be very, very cognizant of that. But there are times when I'm absolutely astonished that people are offended. This is one of those times because the most offensive episode of this podcast this year was episode 73 entitled, Should We Root for Tiger Woods? Yeah, a podcast about a golfer was the most offensive episode to people. The The feedback I got on this, I still think it's hilarious, but people were like kind of up in arms about this. So to give you a very quick overview, Tiger Woods had just won a major. I don't even care which one because I don't care about golf. And he was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Donald Trump, all these different things. And so I just go into this, you know, kind of thinking posture about, should we be rooting for a guy like Tiger Woods, an unrepentant cheater? 
a guy that cheated on his wife maybe hundreds of times, a rotten human being, a guy that lied to you, you dang golf nerds, to your face at the press conference saying, no, my wife didn't chase me out of the house with a nine iron. She was trying to save me from a car accident by busting out the back window, which is exactly the window you want to bust out if you're trying to save someone in the driver's seat. But sure, why not? And the feedback I got, because from the very beginning, I told people like right up front, I said, look, I don't like golf and I've never been a Tiger Woods fan, but none of that has anything to do with what I'm about to talk to you about. And then I just kind of launched into a discussion about it. And I feel like that's the only thing people could attach themselves to is like, oh, well, you don't like golf and you don't like Tiger Woods. So, uh, I don't think you, uh, have the best viewpoint on this. Oh, did you miss the entire part where I said, look, I don't like the guy. I don't like any of those things, but I'm going to be intellectually honest about it. Right. If I didn't like the guy and wasn't a fan of his and he was, you know, a stand-up guy, I would have never had to record this podcast. But it was flabbergasting to hear people talk about the redemption of Tiger Woods. They're using a theological term to describe a golfer, an unrepentant cheater, right? And so, again, it absolutely flabbergasted me, but that was easily the episode of all the episodes of all the offensive things that I've said in the subjects that I've gotten into. It is still mind blowing to me that if I touch on Tiger Woods, people lose their minds. But that is the most offensive episode of 2019. All right. The next one is the best listener suggested episode of 2019. And that is a recent episode, episode 102, Jesus is King. So that was the episode I did on the new Kanye West gospel slash hip hop album. Okay. So this is a great example of guys, when you send me stuff and I like it and I think it's good for the rest of the audience, I will put it out there. I will absolutely do it. Info at undaunted.life, email info at undaunted.life because I was not planning on topic talking about Jesus is King. I had some other cool things prepared for you guys that we'll talk about more here in a second. But as soon as that album came out, this became, and I talked about it on that episode, this became the most requested topic of every single topic on the planet earth was, Hey Kyle, what do you think about the new Kanye album? Like, really? Like, I'm not a music critic. I listen to music, but it's kind of one of those deals. Like that was so interesting to me that you guys were so interested to hear a different perspective than maybe what you were hearing in your sphere of influence on the Jesus is King album. So that was the one where it's like, I, I it was suggested so often And it caused me to really think like I spent a lot of time preparing for that episode because I had to get it out in in kind of a short period of time because there was this little window whenever the billboard charts hadn't been released yet where he was probably going to debut number one. And I wanted to make sure it was still relevant for everybody. And so that one just, it worked out really, really well. I've had a lot of people from a lot of different walks of life listen to that episode and they, they kind of got where I was coming from. They didn't all agree with my sentiments on everything, but the, the general gist of it is I was like, we just kind of have to wait and see. I mean, and and since that podcast, you know, Kanye's kind of gotten in bed with Joel Osteen, which is probably the most horrific thing you could possibly do, but it's kind of a wait and see thing with Kanye. But again, best listener suggested episode of 2019 was 102, Jesus is King. Now we'll go to the most talked about episode of 2019. So this is the one where I got the most feedback from you guys directly. That was positive. And that was episode 104, Your Foxhole, the most talked about episode of 2019. So the thing about this is I struck a chord with this one. And I didn't intend to. So one of the episodes that I was going to put out before you guys basically demanded that I tell you what I think about the Kanye West album was this episode. I'd recorded it and, you know, I kind of put another episode out. Oh, I had another interview in there with a guy named Zuby and I, you know, I had this. I just kind of kept pushing this episode back because, you know, it's timeless. You can talk about this episode at any time. But as soon as it went out there, I started getting texts, calls, 
emails about foxholes, questions about a foxhole. So I'm probably going to have to record another podcast to even dive a little bit deeper into my philosophy around what a foxhole is. But this has caused a lot of positive talk with guys. They're thinking about their personal foxholes. They're thinking about their families. They're thinking about their church. They're thinking about their sphere of influence. And they're applying what I've talked about here with your foxhole thing. And so that has caused me to be a little bit more introspective about that concept as well and to tease it out a little bit further. So I don't know what that content in is going to entail or what that's going to look like, but that is easily the episode that I've received the most amount of positive feedback from this year and the most amount of questions. Hey, well, Kyle, I've got, I've got this situation going on. I've got these people in my life or, Hey, I've got a lot of 10 PM guys, but no 2 AM guys. Like, how do I get this? Or how do I do that? And a lot of it's kind of how to, like, how do I develop this foxhole? And, and like I said, I feel like I went into good detail there in that episode, but it obviously requires a follow-up at some point. So be on the lookout for that. Now, guys, the last award that we have for Undaunted Life of Man's podcast is my personal favorite episode of 2019. And that was actually the first episode of 2019. That's episode 56, which is the top 15 ways to avoid being a crappy man in 2019. This is probably the most practical and immediately accessible episode of all the episodes because I go down a list, 15 down to one of the things that you need to do or avoid doing in 2019 if you want to avoid being a crappy man, right? Those, here are the things that you've got to do. I'm not going to give you the list now. I don't want to ruin it for you if you haven't taken in episode 56, but this probably is the episode that's the most re-listened to episode other than episode four, Pussies in the Pews. That one's been listened to more than any, that's still the, the, uh, the most popular episode of all time of this podcast. But episode 56, there's a lot of guys that were like, okay, there was some consternation in some of the things that I added in there. There's some guys, well, I wouldn't have done that because blah, 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 which yeah, I, I don't care. I don't care what your opinion is whenever it comes to those types of things. But here are the things that you need to do if you don't want to be a crappy guy this year. And it caused so many good conversations and so much good thought for people that, that they were able to kind of center themselves around. I know a lot of guys even took this stuff to their men's groups. I'm going to come up with some sort of a, it might be 15 more ways to avoid being a crappy man in 2020. I don't know. I haven't really fully thought it through yet, but that's something that that was my favorite episode because I spent months thinking about that. And it just started with a bunch of notes on my whiteboard. Like, ah, you know what? If guys stopped doing that, that'd be pretty cool. You know, if, if guys started doing this, you know, that, that would be awesome. And, and those all probably could have been individual episodes, but then I just put them in list form so you guys could take it in and easily digest it. So again, guys, my favorite episode of 2019 is episode 56, the top 15 ways to avoid being a crappy man in 2019. Okay, so let's shift gears. We're going to leave Undaunted Life of Man's podcast over there. And now we're going to move to the rest of the podcast world. And we're going to go in and do awards on all the other different podcasts. So let's start out with the first award, which is the most entertaining podcast of 2019. So these are not, these are all shows, by the way, until we get to the very, very last one, the best individual episode. These are just shows. So the most entertaining podcast show of 2019 is Bill Burr's Monday morning podcast. Okay. So immediately some of you are going to be like, oh, Kyle, he is a rapscallion. He is a, you know, rock, you know, raunchy comedian. He's this, he's that. And I'll give you that. Like he's, he's not a guy that you should probably let your four-year-old listen to, right? As a guy from Boston, doesn't really have a filter. The thing that I like about listening to this podcast is it's just him doing stream of consciousness. This is literally one of, one of the greatest modern comedians and, and some would maybe even argue one of the best comedians ever, just giving you his random thoughts on life. 
and keeping you updated on his life. And I mentioned this before, probably on last year's podcast, where this is a guy that's obviously got some Christian undergirdings in his life. I don't know if undergirdings is a word, but I said it, but he's got some things that are at at the base level of his life, but you can tell he's got some, some issues with it. You know, he'll, he'll kind of make some comments about the Catholic church and, and rightfully so, and their treatment of young uh, boys, especially he'll, he'll kind of make those comments, but you can tell something's in there. He's got a daughter now that's probably three or four years old. And he's probably thinking about, well, what kind of world is she going to grow up in? And what kind of, you know, life is she going to want to lead? And the people that she's going to want to talk to, those are some, some interesting things that he's kind of processing. But for the most part, I just like the way that this guy thinks I I like. And the thing is, is he's wrong about so many issues, especially anytime they talks about anything political, he'll, he'll rant on it for three or four minutes and then I'll go, "Ah, I'm stupid. I I don't, I don't even read. So what do I know? You can tell he's kind of like self-deprecating in that way. But I just, I enjoy listening to it. I look forward to that podcast every week. No, it's not the most uplifting podcast you'll ever listen to in your life. No, this is not something that you would want to play at your church retreat or something like that, but it is entertaining. The most entertaining podcast show of 2019, Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. Now, next is the most thought-provoking podcast show of 2019, and that is The Ben Shapiro Show. So, surprise, surprise, I know that a lot of you guys know that I'm a Ben Shapiro fan. He sent me one of his books uh, in advanced copies so that I could bring it to you guys, and I know a lot of you guys are Ben Shapiro fans as well. But the reason why it's the most thought-provoking podcast show of 2019 is because, well, one, it's Monday through Friday, unless there's a Jewish holiday and then he takes a few days off or something like that. But he's talking about a lot of things that are important. Normally, it's politics, normally things that are happening in government, but then he also talks about, you know, usually during the, the things that I like and the things that I hate segments of his shows, he's talking about things that are relevant into pop culture, to cinema, to any of those types of things, right? But it's always causing me to think. Because one thing that I that I think about sometimes is something will happen and I'll even think to myself, ah, I don't need to think about this right now. I'll just listen to Ben Shapiro show tomorrow, <laughs> which you don't want to do that, right? You don't want one person or one group of people basically molding and shaping all your opinions on things. And so that's kind of a good thing for me that I'll have to think through something before I hear what Ben has to say about it, or I'll maybe take in what he has to say, but then kind of form my own opinion. Like, ah, I don't know that I would have gone that far. Yeah, I think this is more important than what he's letting on, but that's why it's so thought provoking for me. And it also leads to a lot of conversations with other people. So a lot of the stuff that I listen to on this show is, you know, I'll take that to other people and we'll kind of discuss through it. So again, guys, if you're not listening to that show, even if you're not a conservative, this is something that I think is important for you to listen to because he's probably the best and most thoughtful conservative voice out there right now, certainly on the podcast airwaves. So the most thought provoking podcast show of 2019, the Ben Shapiro show. Next award is the most important podcast show of 2019, and that is The Briefing with Albert Moeller. Okay. So Albert Moeller, I think he is now the president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary um, or Southern Baptist Convention, Southern Baptist Convention. But this is a guy that he brings you you know, daily news and events from a Christian worldview. Like that's the tagline. And so it's, you know, bite-sized kind of 20 to 25 minute long episodes, Monday through Friday normally. And he's going into huge topics, either from the previous day or maybe the previous week or something like that, but huge, huge topics. And the thing about it is, is this is usually the first podcast I take in in a day because it's, you know, it's there by the time I wake up Monday through Friday and it gets me thinking. So it's, it's certainly thought provoking as the, as the Ben Shapiro show is. But this is the most important one for me because it's forcing me to think about things that are happening in the world through a Christian lens. And that is so unbelievably important because I know for a lot of us, we don't think in terms of that. 
We don't think to ourselves like, oh, well, you know, this shooting happened in this town that's not connected to mine. I really shouldn't think about that through a Christian worldview. And there have been things that have happened in the news or or topical things that I just don't really think are that important. And then when I hear Albert Moeller discuss it in terms of what it says in the Bible or in terms of what we should be doing and acting as Christians, it's like, oh, man, I I can't believe I saw that on Twitter or, or heard that on the news and thought to myself, that's not important. That that's unbelievably important. That's a paramount importance. And so that is a podcast for you guys, especially for those of you that, you know, don't have the time to listen to these two and three hour long or more or longer podcasts. These are 20 to 25 minutes a day. And he's a guy that talks very deliberately. You can understand what he's saying at two times speed quite a bit. And not every episode is life changing, but there's so many episodes that I just stopped saving episodes of his because I was just going to take up all the room on my phone and I have room for anything else. But that's why I think it's the most important because it's going to get you thinking and it's it's obviously going to challenge you to think about the world through a Christian lens. So the most important podcast show of 2019, The Briefing with Albert Moeller. All right, the next is the best short form podcast show of 2019, and that is The Way I Heard It with Mike Rowe. So if you're not familiar with Mike Rowe, he is the Dirty Jobs guy. He's got one of those voices for Deadliest Catch. He's the guy that does all the narrations. But these are stories that are... They, they're, they're very, very short. These are 10, 12 minute long podcasts, right? But it's these stories that he'll tell that he's written where you don't know who he's talking about until the very, very end. So it's kind of this grand reveal at the end. And some of the stories are like, ah, yeah, I don't really care about that. But every single story is enthralling. And so if you need some entertainment, even if you're a guy like me that wants, that wants meat and potatoes, like I want the good stuff. I don't want to just have my ears tickled, right? I want the really, really good stuff. This is an incredibly entertaining podcast. And I look forward to it every week. Because I'll usually learn something about somebody that is very, very famous that I didn't know. That's like at the base level. But at the very most, you're learning about storytelling. And and for someone like me that does this podcast and presents in person and does those things, you have to take people on a ride. You have to allow people to attach themselves to a narrative. And that's how people get ingrained in the content that you're producing. And the way that Mike Rowe tells stories is incredibly enthralling. And so for me, very selfishly, it, it helps me become a better storyteller. But, it got, but again, I want to make sure that you guys get that same content as well. So the best short form podcast show of 2019, the way I heard it with Mike Rowe. Now, this is not going to be a big surprise, but the best long form podcast show of 2019 is the Joe Rogan Experience. So obviously Joe Rogan, he posts maybe two, three, four episodes a week. The short ones are like two hours and the long ones are four hours or longer, right? So these are very, very long podcasts. But the thing about the Joe Rogan experience is this is a guy that brings on everybody. He's got politicians on the left and the right. He's got, you know, atheists and Christians. He's got, well, not really a lot of Christians. He's got people in the entertainment world. He's got scientists that you've never heard of that are experts on this super obscure thing. He's got historians. He's got authors. He's got all these things. That's why it's the best, the, the best long form podcast show, because you can listen to a three hour long podcast where he's interviewing somebody that you're actually interested in what they're talking about. Like usually when he's talking to other comedians and they're just, you know, screwing around for three hours. I don't really listen to those. Those typically are a waste of time, but the amount of content that you get in, in that time, especially if you do what I do, which is listen to it at two times speed, you're going to get it in an hour and a half. It's, these are people that you would not have otherwise had access to. These are people with books that you would have never heard of about subjects that are so obscure that it would have never come to mind. That's why it's the best long form podcast show, because you're not going to be bored. Now there are individual, I skip a lot of his episodes outright because I don't really care about what the people are going to be talking about. But then if I don't have anything else to listen to while I'm mowing the lawn or working out or something like that, I'll throw it on anyway. 
And for you fight fans out there, he's got kind of a, a secondary show that's in the same string as the Joe Rogan Experience, but it's kind of the, J, the JRE, the Joe Rogan Experience MMA show. And so he kind of has two different numbering systems. And so he brings on a bunch of guys, current UFC fighters, you know, retired boxers. He had Mike Tyson on this year. I think he had Amanda Holyfield on there as well. You know, he, and so if you're into fighting, these are two, three hour long podcasts just about fighting. So it'll be just about MMA, just about Muay Thai, just about Western boxing. Like, it's just one of those really, really cool things. Again, great, great show. Uh, I don't agree with most of the things that he says. A lot of his viewpoints are kind of silly. But again, best long form podcast show 2019, the Joe Rogan Experience. Okay, guys, just two more episodes, or two more episodes, two more awards left. We're almost at the end. So we've got the best podcast show overall and the best podcast episode of 2019. So without further ado, the best podcast show overall of 2019 is the Jordan B. Peterson podcast, the Jordan B. Peterson podcast, just an excellent, excellent show. And here's the reason why, because back in the day, you couldn't really tell what they were trying to do with the Jordan B. Peterson podcast. You couldn't tell what Jordan was trying to accomplish with it. Because sometimes he would post some of his sermon, not sermons, sorry, some of your heads just exploded when I said sermons, Um, but some of the things that he does, or maybe it's one of his YouTube lectures that he has just put the audio on the podcast, and it could be one of his biblical lectures. Uh, He would have random interviews here or there. He wouldn't have anything whatsoever for a month or two at a time, but this year they got consistent. Because if you don't know, Jordan Peterson released one of the best-selling books of 2018, which is the 12 Rules for Life book, which he'll have a follow-up book this year. But he spent the majority of 18 and 19 traveling the world giving speeches. I mean, we're talking 150, 200 stops, right? And he's talking for, you know, an hour, hour and a half each place with, with some Q&A as well, right? And so they started taking the audio from these presentations and uploading it every Sunday. And so it's a once a week podcast and the stuff that he talks about is so unbelievably deep and so thoroughly thought out, but he puts it to you in a way to where you can digest it and think about it yourself as well. It's absolutely outstanding. I really, really look forward to it. I wish it came out on a different day for whatever reason, because on Sundays, it's not typically a big uh, podcast day for me. So I try to like fit it in at some point during the week and sometimes I'll get a little bit behind, but for minute for minute, right? When it comes to all the podcasts I listen to, it's the best show. It's just the best because you're listening to one of one of our great thinkers, one of our great modern thinkers kind of tinker his way through different subject matters. And these are some of these talks are maybe a year old. And it's incredible to even see what the world looks like now through the lens of what Jordan Peterson was saying a year ago. And so if you're looking for a podcast, if you're one of those people like, all right, Kyle, if I could only listen to one podcast, what would be the one you would listen to? I would be remiss if I didn't say this one first. It's just an incredible, incredible show. I've listened to so many of the episodes uh, multiple times, but also I've saved a lot of the episodes, right? And so these are ones where, oh, he had this entire section where he spent 20 minutes talking about this really, really deep topic. I need to go back and revisit that, right? But again, guys, can't recommend this one enough. The best podcast show overall of 2019, the Jordan B. Peterson podcast. But now we're at the very, very end. We've got one award left, and it is the best podcast episode of 2019. And guys, I promise I tried to narrow it to one. I tried. I tried as hard as I could, but I had to give you two, okay, which I'm sure you won't be that mad about, right? But the interesting thing about it is one of them is from the Joe Rogan experience. So that is two years in a row. Last year, it was the episode that he did with John Donaher, you know, the Donaher Death Squad jujitsu guy. So I got one about Joe Rogan, but the first one is a Jocko podcast episode. 
but it's not the entire episode. It's the first part. So it's Jocko podcast episode 160 live in New York city, humbled and mystified. Okay. So guys, I'm going to give you the YouTube links to these last two. So don't try to like search for it on your phone while you're driving. But on this particular episode, it's, it's a live podcast that he does in New York City. It's a very interesting Q&A because when he does Q&A on the, on the normal podcast, he's very calm. But when he does Q&A in front of a live audience, he gets hyped up and it's pretty awesome. But listen to the first 42 and a half minutes of this podcast. Jocko Podcast 160. I've got the link for it or if you want to find it in whatever shows that you listen to or whatever uh, app you listen to podcasts on. Because he tells it's not a story. He reads a letter that he wrote to a guy named Seth Stone. Again, it's from the very jump of that podcast from 000 to 4230. Just listen to that. And that might even be one that you don't listen to at two times speed. So you can get the gravity of what he's saying. He literally reads a letter for 42 and a half minutes. And you're thinking to yourself, how boring could that be? Not boring at all. It's one of the most moving things that I heard all year on a podcast, but the rest of the episode is very, very good. Very, very you know, Jocko podcasty, but seriously, listen to the first 42 and a half minutes of Jocko podcast 160 live in New York city, humbled and mystified. And the other episode, which is the best episode of the year is the Joe Rogan experience episode 1337 with Dan Crenshaw. Okay. So that was released on August 20th of this year. So if you don't know who Dan Crenshaw is, he is a Republican politician and he's also a retired Navy SEAL. Uh, and he's serving in the U S house of representatives for Texas's second congressional district. And he's basically only been in since 2019. He was elected this year. And I was so excited about this, right? I, I was so excited about this episode because of the year that this guy had had, because he exploded on the scene after an incident with uh, Saturday night lives, Pete Davidson. Okay. So Pete Davidson was doing like the, the weekend update or, or the little news thing that they do on there. And basically he made fun of Dan Crenshaw. Cause if you don't know, Dan Crenshaw has one eye, he lost an eye in battle, right? Whenever he was basically trying probably going for a capture kill mission, uh, at, a you know, wherever I think it was in Afghanistan, but Pete Davidson spoke very dismissively of Dan Crenshaw losing his eye. You know, he was making fun of him, which is fine. You're a public figure and this is Saturday Night Live, but he was very dismissive about how he lost his eye and why he lost his eye. And Pete Davidson was absolutely destroyed for this, which is interesting because uh, I don't know that anyone watches SNL. So how did anyone ever see this? But at the same time, for those that did watch it, these aren't really people that are huge fans of Republicans or maybe even the United States uh, Armed Forces. And so, but it was, it was kind of universally seen as very, very distasteful. And Dan Crenshaw was asked about it. And this is a guy that's a Navy SEAL. He's like, man, I've, I've heard worse things at the dinner table. Like this isn't that bad, but it was like, he probably didn't need to be so dismissive of this particular part of it. But then afterwards, like the very next week, Dan Crenshaw was actually invited on Saturday night live. And this is the first time most people had ever seen the guy, including me. I did not know this guy existed until Pete Davidson made fun of him. And until he came back and did the SNL episode the next week and kind of gave Pete Davidson a little bit of his own medicine. You know, they, they apologized or Pete Davidson apologized to him on the air. He accepted it. You know, it's kind of one of those interesting things. It started a very, very good relationship between those two awkwardly enough. Cause Pete Davidson actually, I think, um, 
he, he was struggling at some point this year with maybe some substance abuse or some having some mental issues or something like that. Um, and Dan Crenshaw like reached out to him and it was like, you know, trying to be there for him and help him out. And so these guys became friends and this did a lot of favors for Dan Crenshaw because it got people listening to Dan Crenshaw and paying attention to things that he was saying. And that ended up with him being on in August of this year on the Joe Rogan experience. And this is a show where they don't really have a lot of conservatives, right? There's not a whole lot of conservative voices that come on there. So it's very, very important. So I was really, really looking forward to it. But the reason why this is my favorite podcast episode of the year is because Dan Crenshaw seems incredibly genuine. And again, of course you would say that because you like military guys and you like Republicans and you're conservative, blah, blah, blah. I I get what you're saying. But at the same time, you can kind of tell when politicians are full of it because it's kind of easy to spot. Most politicians are full of it for whatever reason. When Crenshaw talks through issues, I get the sense that he actually believes what he's saying. And I think it's a tremendous positive that he was a Navy SEAL at some point, that that he's now a retired Navy SEAL and he's thinking through things in that lens. Another reason why I really like this is because the the back and forth between him and Joe, you could tell that Crenshaw had very well thought out positions on a lot of topics and it very much shows. It shows very, very much so that he hasn't just, you know, taken in the last, you know, I don't know, nine months, 10 months since he's been in Congress, you know, basically the party line and just put his own seasoning on it. You can tell he's thought out these positions. The other thing I really liked on this is Crenshaw was constantly challenging Joe Rogan's positions. Now he wasn't doing it rudely. This wasn't a back and forth where you can tell like these guys were, you know, at odds with one another, but Joe Rogan would kind of say things or even like frame a question in a certain way. And Dan Crenshaw would sometimes very, very quickly correct it or, or dismiss the, the silly way that Joe Rogan had said it, or he would explain it in a way that, that made perfect sense. And it's like, oh, okay, well now we can at least have a conversation about this now. Okay. The kind of the last reason why I thought this was the greatest episode I listened to of any podcast this year is there was so many subjects covered because I think this was a two and a half hour long podcast, but they talked about, and I I literally made a list because I wanted to make sure you guys knew this. And this was in order of when it appeared in the episode, they talked about learning resilience in the military, politicians that served in the military, the electoral college, how to get more people involved in the civic process, how to get them to vote. They talked about guns. They spent a lot of time talking about guns and gun violence, talked about Bernie Sanders, lobbyists, pharmaceutical drugs, the green new deal, the trade war with China, which was huge this summer, the censorship of conservatives on social media, free speech, marijuana, illegal immigration, border control, and more than that. Those are just the ones that I could list as I was reading through it. And again, I don't want to really ruin all this for you, but there are a couple of parts that I thought were especially good. So there's two clips that I want to play for you. I'll play the first one, talk a little bit about it and play the second one, and then we'll come back in. But this first clip that I want to play for you, uh, if you're listening to it on the YouTube, which I'm going to give you the, the YouTube link here. If you're listening to it on your podcast, though, he does about four to six minutes worth of ads at the beginning of every episode. So the timing is going to be a little bit off. That's why I have it here for you. But on the YouTube link, this timing is good. But this clip starts at about eight and a half minutes. And he's talking about uh, the relationship that he has with Tulsi Gabbard, who is a Democratic nominee for, uh, the, for president right now. Uh, she's, uh, I think she's, She's not active duty any, anymore, but she was active duty. And these guys, these two, they disagree vehemently about troops being overseas and kind of their presence and kind of whenever the United States is flexing overseas or whatever the situation might be. But he basically was talking to Joe Rogan, who has had Tulsi Gabbard on twice. He had her on you know, a few weeks ago with Joe, with Jocko Willink, which is the weirdest episode because Tulsi, does, she's not that impressive of a person to me. And the whole time Jocko's like asking her questions, trying to make her, I don't know. It was really weird. I just wanted to hear Joe and Jocko talk to one another. And Tulsi kept kind of butting in, giving these very, very uninteresting uh, viewpoints about 
very, very important topics. But I'm going to go ahead and get into this again. It's about the eight minute and 29 second mark. But here's his little uh, explanation of his relationship with Tulsi Gabbard, some of the things that they've talked about, and also the military presence overseas. Here we go. Um, yeah, we, we, we do we, we do have good conversations uh, that, that does happen. We disagree vigorously on, on lots of things. What do you guys disagree on? Uh, Tulsi in particular? Sure. Uh, well, most things, I would say. Uh, one, one thing she's quite outspoken about is, um, is our involvement overseas. Uh, she's, she would generally say, she's, she's much more of an isolationist than I am. What I remind people when we're talking about that particular subject, why, why do we keep troops in Syria? Why do we keep troops in, in Iraq? Why do we keep troops in Afghanistan? Isn't the war over? Um, why don't we bring the boys back home? And the, the answer is this is not a conventional war. This is not something where you sign a peace treaty with a uniformed uh, army. It is, it is a, different, it's a different situation. We send guys like me over there so that they don't come here. We send guys like me over there so that we keep pressure on them and, and, and prevent them from having the operational space and timing to commit another 9-11. You have to understand that these people over there wake up every single day trying to plan another 9-11. It is, it is, it is what they do. And uh, we've already seen uh, an increase in, in ISIS activity just from the drawdown that we already did have in Syria. So, you know, that's a that's a fair disagreement again. But she's a really cool person. And I want to I brought up Tulsi just specifically because we do talk and I and I and I. And I just like her as a person. We just disagree on things. But there's a respect there. To play devil's advocate, some would say that the reason why they want to plot, plot another 9-11 is because we're over there. Yeah, I disagree with that. So let's, let's look at the Osama bin Laden um, example. What exactly did we do to this guy? You know? Well, we but, helped him, right? Back yeah, exactly. When he was fighting so against the, the Soviets with the Mujahideen? Exactly. In the, he, he was a Mujahideen fighter. We helped him fight the Soviets. We protected Saudi Arabia from invasion from Saddam Hussein. That's his homeland. And yet he hated us. And when we left, we never occupied Saudi Arabia. We left when they asked us to leave after we defended them um, and prevented another invasion from Saddam Hussein after we invaded Kuwait. What is it we did to make this guy so mad? And the answer is we didn't do anything, objectively speaking. He hates us because of our Western ideology. He hates us because he hates us. And and that's hard for us to understand because it's not logical. Uh, but it is the truth, and um, it's it's you know, so it's the, and it's the prime example of of why we this 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 is a long term fight, and it's um, it's not likely to go away anytime soon. And the last thing I would say: the world is a very small place. We can when we pretend that we to ignore things going on in the Middle East, we can pretend that they won't come here. But the reality is that's a twelve hour flight, and 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 the speed of information travels even faster. You know, when we were seeing a lot of attacks in the U.S. and in Europe, when ISIS was at its peak, as its as, as its peak strength, that was because they were able to radicalize online. Notice that they've stopped having that power, and it's because we actually took the fight to them. Well, there there certainly are some conflicts between their ideology and Western ideology, but why on Western values? But why is it that they're dedicating their entire life to try to take down America? Well, they, I mean, there's a, this is always the question. It for is us, a question, and it's and it's you know, you'd almost have to ask them exactly why, right? But I mean, at, at its core, we are infidels. At, at its core, there is they they are they are taking an extreme view of, of Islamic fundamentalism and believing that we are infidels that must be destroyed. I mean, that's at its core. 
there, there, it's it's less political reasons and a little bit more emotional reasoning. Right. Um, there has to be some some part of it because of our policies and some part of it because of our actions. And I, I'm not I'm not so sure that we should always assume that it's our fault. That, that, and I think that's a common that's a common theme uh, in, in politics these days, where anything bad happening must be America's fault. It must be decisions we made. I mean, maybe. But let's objectively make the case if that if that's if that's true. I think there's an automatic assumption, and I, it's not self evident to me. But if we're in, what are we in? A hundred and how many countries do we have bases in? What's the number? Do you know? It's a lot. It might. It's it's definitely over a hundred. Yeah, and if you were one of the people that is in one of those countries, and mm-hmm. you had to deal with that, and you saw like the drone attacks in Yemen that have killed people, and wedding parties, and the the, the kind of shit that we hope never happens again but has happened in the past you can kind of understand why there would be a hatred against the number one superpower in the world well opinions in these countries are not are not homogenous right they're 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 vastly diverse there's a there's millions of people in yemen probably begging for us to come there same with iraq the iraqis did not want us leaving they knew this would go badly Mm. Uh, but again not all iraqis right Right, so the ones who understood right i mean it just depends on who you talk to uh, so again, it's 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 everything is more complex than a simple than a simple black and white scenario where America's bad or good. It's just it's it's always more complex than that. So you feel like if we did pull out of all these countries, particularly pull out of the Middle East, Afghanistan, and all the bases that we have over there, that it would be uh, very similar to like what's going on in Iraq, what happened in Libya. There's a power vacuum. The vacuum gets filled by bad guys. It'll 100% happen that way, um, yeah. you know, and it's it, I, there's not a doubt in my mind. There's not a doubt in any expert's minds who's, who's looking at this. I would also say when we're when we have a base somewhere that is that is at the that is that is at the discretion of of that uh, local government. There's there's no cases here except in the case of Syria, uh, where you know their local government <laughs> Bashar al-Assad doesn't want us there. That's the only case I, that I can think of, and that that we don't have an agreement. A status of forces agreement with the government there, so I, 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 don't, I don't think it's quite right to paint it as some kind of imperialistic occupation. That's just mm-hmm. that's just not how we how we do things. So that'll kind of give you a sense of how those two guys have interacted throughout that podcast. And you can see that, you know, Joe Rogan was like, well, to play devil's advocate, he's actually kind of giving his position, right? Or the position that a lot of people that think like him would give, especially on the topic about, well, they hate us because we're there. It's like, it's like, Joe, you don't understand the Quran. Like, you don't understand fundamentalist, fundamentalist Islam, and he doesn't really hit him that hard. Dan Crenshaw doesn't hit him that hard on it, but Joe doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to that. He just knows that these people hate us, and there's got to be a reason for it, and we're over there, so ergo, that means we're the reason, right? So, again, there's a lot of great uh, topics here, but a little bit later in the podcast, this is around the, let me see, it's around the 49 and a half minute mark. He kind of gets into this whole idea about, we have to ask ourselves, is America good or bad? Right. And, and I really like what Dan Crenshaw said here. So I'll go into that clip again. If you're watching the YouTube link, it starts around 4930, 4935. So here we go. Oh, and, and one quick thing. Uh, there are a couple of wordy dirts there in the middle uh, in this clip that we're about to show. Joe Rogan gets back in there and he talks uh, kind of like how Joe Rogan talks. So parental discretion is advised uh, for a couple of bad words. So here we go. Back into the clip. It, it, yeah, exactly. And it gets to a deeper culture war. One of, there's many fronts on the culture wars. This is a big one. Is America based on bad things or good things? Are we good, intrinsically good, or are we bad? Th- this is this is a huge fissure in the culture war right yes. now. And uh, you know, it, when when we and I and I have a lot of fear that 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 these things are boiling up and that we're destroying the things 
the few things that hold us together, you know, as a country, like what makes us Americans, it's, it's not ethnicity, it's not religion, it's not even really geographic area because our geographic area has changed over time. It is, it is ideals. It is ideals. And those ideals are symbolized by certain things. And that's the USS Const- the U.S. Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Pledge of Allegiance, the flag, uh, the national anthem. Like These things matter. And I, and I think they're very important for a culture. And, and, be, and this actually all ties back into this sort of oppressor-oppressed kind of ideology. Because if you tell people that they're oppressed, well, then they have to look for an oppressor. And that starts small. It starts with your parent or your boss or somebody you don't like. Okay, it's their fault. That's why I have something bad happen to me. It's somebody else's fault. And then it grows into groups. Okay, now you get into identity politics and pitting identities against each other. Then you're starting to blame institutions. Okay, and this is kind of the this is this is you know, when we talk about Bernie Sanders. This is he's doing this often. He's blaming institutions for our, for for our, for our issues constantly. That has met, that has morphed into blaming the entire country. The entire country as a as an American ideal is to blame. I, I just think that's really both. I think it's historically inaccurate. I think it's inaccurate objectively. But I, I just think it's dangerous. I don't think it can go anywhere good unless you just want total revolution, which I think some people do. Um, it just it tears us apart. Right. And we're getting divided along. We're we're we're, we're allowing the, the pop culture to get involved in this, too. So we can't share pop culture anymore. Uh, because you know musicians are getting involved in politics and, and comedians and late night shows, and it's like okay, well now half the country can't even watch it because those people are just telling them how stupid they are. Yeah. We're losing these basic symbols that bring us together, and then we're also losing the pop culture that kind of brings us together. That should be something we can just share and then not talk politics, but that's been removed as well. And I just the the, the culture war is a it's 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 not going a good direction. I'm hoping that this is an adolescent stage in the development of this strange country that's an experiment in self-government. That's what I'm thinking. And I think this this experiment in self-government, which is a completely new thing in human history that's redefined the way the rest of the world governs itself. I mean, this that's what America really is. Is it perfect? Fuck no. But humans aren't perfect. There's not a goddamn human anywhere that's perfect. There's not a single culture anywhere that doesn't have something that's inherently wrong with it. It's the best system for imperfect human beings, yes. right? And it's it's a system based on the the fact, the, the, the unavoidable fact that we are imperfect. Yes. Okay? And that... And that you cannot you cannot constrain mankind's nature to the extent that progressives would like to. There's there's a belief uh, from and it comes from just Marxist ideology and, and kind of French Revolution thought that you can perfect human nature, that you can get people to be perfect eventually if you just give the state enough control, and 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 stop certain thoughts that are bad, keep those down, keep these elevate these other ones. You can eventually get us to where we think we should be. Uh, I think that's utopian. I, I don't see how that's ever possible. And I think our, our U.S. constitutional system understands that. You know, it, it's not it's not like the founders got together and just made a bunch of stuff up. Right. right. They were they were they were very well versed in history. They, they studied it relentlessly and they took ideas from Jerusalem and Athens and Rome and London. They took all these best ideas and these best practices. And they said, this is probably how we should govern. We're first going to say why government exists. Okay, we're going to say that in the Declaration of Independence. When John, Thomas Jefferson wrote that, the Declaration of Independence was, it wasn't just declaring its independence. It was also declaring why government exists. And it exists to protect inalienable rights, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Right? And he gets these ideas from guys like John Locke who said life, liberty, and property, or those are inalienable rights. And you protect rights. You can't give them to people. 
but you can protect them because they're already inherent in you. They're natural rights. Okay, and then the Constitution told us how to govern. It's like, how do we live together? Well, there should be checks and balances. You should have an emphasis on local state control because, because the problems are closest to the people and they should be closest to the representatives down at that level. Um, 51% of the population shouldn't be able to tell the other 49% what to do. You know, we should have an electoral college so that the biggest population centers can't tell everybody else what to do. There's important structures like embedded into the Constitution that have, that have allowed us to actually last, I think, as long as we have. We have the oldest political do- – it's the oldest document in the world. It's the oldest constitution in the world. So we're the youngest – one of the youngest countries, but we're the only ones that had such a long-standing constitution. I think that's important to realize too. So there's so many things that he goes into there in just a little five-minute clip, but that gives you a gist of what that two and a half hours is like. That's probably my favorite part of the entire podcast there, so I guess that would be my favorite part of any podcast of the year because that's my favorite, one of my favorite episodes of the year. But guys, just give yourself some time to listen to that podcast. That's one that I've listened to multiple times. I've watched it, and I want to make sure that I kind of understand where he's coming from because this guy's not going away. Dan Crenshaw is here to stay. Um, and no one knows what's going to happen. Is he going to eventually run for Senate in the state of Texas? Is he going to run for governor? Uh, is he going to run for president? That's kind of one of those deals is this is a big time up and comer. Uh, this is a guy that you don't want to put a lot of hope in because he's a human being and he's fallible. And they tried to do that already with the Navy SEAL that was the governor of the state of Missouri. And he ended up uh, being a lunatic. So it's kind of one of those deals like you want to temper your expectations for a guy that really hasn't been in Congress for that long. He's been in Congress for five minutes. And I was the first person out there saying, hey, who's this Barack Obama guy that's been in Congress long enough to write two books, but not a single bill. Why should he be president? How is he qualified to do this? But again, even just who he is right now, he's supremely qualified to do a lot of things and eventually might be qualified to be the president of the United States. So again, guys, the two best podcast episodes of 2019. The first is Jocko Podcast 160, live in New York City, humbled and mystified. And then the Joe Rogan Experience number 1337 with Dan Crenshaw. Guys, I really appreciate you hanging with us for another year. We're going to keep coming back trying to do good stuff for you in 2020. That's that's what we're here for. We want to make sure this content is landing with you. We want to make sure it's good to go. And guys, like I said, if there's ever a podcast or a podcast episode that I should be listening to, that I need to take in to give to you guys and digest it or whatever the situation may be, make sure you hit me up info at undaunted.life. But guys, before we let you go, we're going to do a quick resilience boost. As you know, by now we are a men's ministry and our mission is cultivating manly resilience. Specifically, we do that by providing content that forges spiritual, mental, and physical toughness. So today, the two resources I have for you is the Jocko podcast episode and the Joe Rogan experience episode that became the two best podcast episodes or from any show for this year. So I've got the YouTube links for you there. But again, on the Jocko podcast, there are no ads on the beginning. So you're not going to have to worry about it messing with the time. But again, just listen to the first big chunk of that one and then make sure you spend a lot of time with that one with Dan Crenshaw. Guys, thanks so much. We really do appreciate it. Thanks for making 2019 another great year for Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, or Google Play and refer your friends to listen and share this on social media. Guys, if we deserve a five-star review, that's how the podcast will continue to grow and get out to more people. Please leave us five stars and a few sentences letting us know why you like the content. I'm currently booking speaking engagements for the entirety of 2020, so if you want me to come speak to your team, your men's event, whatever, hit me up, info at undaunted.life. Again, that's info at undaunted.life. The website is www.undaunted.life. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at undauntedlife or facebook.com backslash undauntedlife. Check out our free devotionals on the YouVersion Bible app. Just search Undaunted Life under plans. And as always, we want to thank the band August Burns Red for allowing us to use their entire music library for our content. The intro outro track on this podcast is their song King of Sorrow, which is off their latest record entitled Phantom Anthem. The links to all of this are in the description. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Remember, 
Keep cultivating manly resilience. Keep forging spiritual, mental, and physical toughness. Keep seeking the Lion of Judah. Judah.